Coming up, the week that was and the week ahead. Wait a minute, don't I normally do that every week on this show? Anyway, it's Christmas time, y'all. Let's get it. Three, two. Welcome to version 4 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. My name is Referee Tony S. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you may be. It's Christmas time, everyone. It's the holidays, and as the holidays are winding down, I hope each and every one of you are safe, happy, and healthy. Now, if you want to follow the show, you can certainly do so. It's at the Heat Pod on Twitter if you like to follow me, connect with me. I'm Referee Tony S. on Twitter. And if you have a question and would like to send it in so I can answer it on the show, you can certainly do that. You can send them to theheatpod at gmail.com. The Heat Pod currently on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts with more to come. Speaking of more to come, we got a lot to get to. Let's get to the headlines. Let's start off with the flagship Monday night on that R.A.W. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens join forces. Maybe. Everything is leading up to day one with the fatal four-way match for the WWE Championship as Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley challenge Big E for that championship. But you have to think about it. As we get closer to day one, which is not that far away, even from when this podcast is going to be released, it's going to be a little bit closer, it's going to dissolve. You know that partnership is going to dissolve, and it's going to be every man for themselves. Wait a minute. Every man for themselves? Four weeks after day one is the Royal Rumble. See how quick that is? And as we get closer to the Royal Rumble, hopefully we can get some seeds planted on day one, which will lead into this year's, not really this year's, but next year's Royal Rumble. Edge is, of course, a former Royal Rumble winner. Unfortunately, Royal Rumble winners do not get set up like Edge was this past Monday night. Maurice and The Miz setting up Edge on his own show, The Cutting Edge. And that only means one thing. Beth Phoenix is imminent. And Beth Phoenix, in my estimation, is going to be saved to appear at a very big moment or a very big match. Maybe at day one, Maurice is going to get a little too hands-on as far as the interference goes in her husband, the Miz's match with Edge on day one. And maybe that is when we'll finally see Beth Phoenix aid to the side of her husband, the Rated R Superstar. Edge versus The Miz. Hmm. I was thinking about this. Could it be all about ego? I don't know. Could it? I mean, think about it. Edge has basically done everything in WWE. Edge has won the Royal Rumble. Miz has not. They've both main-evented WrestleMania. Miz has won Money in the Bank. Edge won the first Money in the Bank. They've won every single championship you could possibly imagine in WWE. And yet, as far as the personalities go, they're polar opposites. So is it ego? 
Is it a case of, I just need to be better than you, or is it more than that? We'll find out as we get closer to day one. Speaking of day one, as far as the partnership between Omos and AJ Styles, it won't even get there. There is no tag team between Omos and AJ Styles anymore. But are they really a tag team? Were they a tag team? In my opinion, there hasn't been a lot of tag teams in WWE lately. Not saying that what they're doing is wrong, but there's a big difference between a tag team and a partnership. A tag team are two people coinciding to be one unit. Heart Foundation, at the time the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, Harlem Heat. The New Day, the New Day are a current day tag team. The Usos are a current day tag team. But what about Omos and AJ Styles? I think that they were a partnership. I think Omos was taken under the wing of the Phenomenal One. And I think Omos decided that it was time for him to branch out on his own. AJ Styles has done everything you could possibly imagine in the past nearly two decades that he has been featured on worldwide television. AJ Styles one of the modern day goats of the industry. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the Hall of Fame at some point in his career. But I think Omos decided that it was time for him to spread his wings and fly. Let's see if Omos is going to be able to soar with the Eagles or if he's going to be able to crash and burn. Omos is set to battle AJ Styles this coming Monday night on Raw. On NXT 2.0, we have not one but two matches made official for New Year's Evil, Tuesday, January 4th on USA. We'll talk about one later on. But the first match has been announced and decided as Tommaso Ciampa will once again defend the NXT Championship against Braun Breaker at New Year's Evil. I like where this is going between the two men because very rarely are they touching, are they going at it, are they competing against each other in matches. And they're really trying to make this next moment between the two special. And I did say in a previous version that as far as the Rivalry, if you want to call it that, between the new school of NXT and the old school of NXT. It will not feel complete until Braun Breaker defeats Tommaso Ciampa for that NXT championship, which has now been announced at New Year's Evil. We don't have that much time between now and then. Braun Breaker almost made a statement. Tommaso Ciampa is trying to make a statement. When it comes to that particular time, when that bell rings, especially with the first. NXT event of the new year, something special could happen. And could that something special be the crowning of a new NXT champion? Could happen. Like I said, we got a lot of time between now and New Year's Evil. AJ Styles, we just spoke about AJ Styles, showed up on NXT confronting Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller, I just thought of this just now. Is Grayson Waller... Think about this for a second. Grayson Waller is not wrestling, and if he is, he's wrestling a very, very limited set number of, a, of an opponent. But he's doing most of his 
movement behind the microphone. Who else does that in the industry today? MJF. Now, I'm not saying that Grayson Waller is like MJF. I think WWE is putting their own spin on things. But Grayson Waller, they want you, the viewer, they want you, the television viewer, to dislike him to the point that you will actually watch NXT to see somebody beat him up. That's part of being a heel. And AJ Styles being on NXT, especially after being on Raw, AJ Styles is a company guy, always said it. And some people, in my opinion, thought that AJ Styles would show up on NXT when he debuted. AJ Styles is so far past NXT. But the fact that AJ Styles showed up made it a big deal. Speaking of a big deal, next week on NXT, there will be a championship unification contract signing with Roderick Strong, who is the current Cruiserweight champion, and Carmelo Hayes, who is the North American champion, moderated by Wade Barrett. I did say that it was the Carmelo Hayes show, and I believe that to be true. And look what has happened in the past year. They're basically, if you take a look back in WWE within the last couple of years, you go from the Cruiserweight Classic which brought so many cruiserweights to the national stage or even the worldwide stage, which fans have been clamoring for for quite some time, to putting it on its own show, 205 Live, to making it a part of Raw, to now making it a part of NXT, to potentially the cruiserweight championship being deactivated in favor of the NXT North America Championship, and I believe that's where it's going to go. The one thing I don't like about championships is being activated and reactivated over and over and over again. I mean, think about it. The world, parentheses WCW, the world championship was renamed from the WCW Championship in November 2001 was evolved into the Undisputed Championship, which the champion carried both intellectual properties, both title belts, until after WrestleMania 18, when there was just one championship belt signifying the Undisputed Champion, but then that physical championship of the then World Championship, that physical championship comes back in September with a new name, and a potentially new lineage, according to WWE's records. The bottom line is this. 205 Live, which was a cruiserweight show, is now been devolved. The only thing that needs to be left, essentially, is to rename 205 Live and make it another new show. And if that was to happen, that would essentially mark the end of the cruiserweight championship. And in my opinion, the Cruiserweight Championship will be deactivated at some point, sometime, to Carmelo Hayes. Let's get over to the blue brand on SmackDown. The Usos, defeated by the New Day as we get ever closer to their SmackDown Tag Team Championship match on day one. And speaking of the Usos, they were heavily involved in the last big image of the evening, which 
Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman didn't answer the question when it was pressed in front of him by Roman Reigns. This is the most important question. Are you a special counsel? Or are you an advocate? But Paul Heyman saying that my tribal chief I'm not protecting Brock Lesnar from you. Protecting you from Brock Lesnar. That severed the ties between the Usos, Roman Reigns, and Paul Heyman, which brought up Brock Lesnar. Now, we're still getting closer to day one, and Paul Heyman is capable of absolutely anything. That's the beauty and spontaneity of his character. He's capable of anything. Keep your eyes on Paul Heyman. Because this is the first time during the Heyman-Lesnar partnership, which goes back nearly two decades, that Paul Heyman is not representing Brock Lesnar on a long-term basis. I guess you could say the last time that that happened was 2002 to late 2003. But Paul Heyman is capable of anything. And this could still be one big swerve by Paul Heyman. Remember, Heyman never answered the question on whether he knew directly, whether he knew about Brock Lesnar showing up at Madison Square Garden or his suspension being lifted or if he's a special counsel or an advocate. He's never answered that question in full. So could this all still be a swerve, or will Paul Heyman show up on day one in the corner of Brock Lesnar? These next two episodes on SmackDown are going to be pivotal as far as where day one is going to be, at least for the Universal Championship. Pivotal. And I look forward to it. It was the best part of SmackDown, in my opinion. You're in Chicago, big city. Big market, ECW ran there in 1999 with Anarchy Rules, Paul Heyman, and one five-finger Superman punch later, Paul Heyman was kissing Matt and looking at canvas. But this could all still be a swerve. Like I said, keep your eyes on Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, and don't forget about the Usos. They play a part in this. Let's go over to AEW and the big information that came out this past week. We finally got more information on the Owen Hart Cup Tournament. There's going to be a men's and a women's individual singles elimination tournaments to crown men's and women's Owen Hart Cup winners. I love everything about this. I do. It has nothing to do with the obvious. Here are the facts. AEW is paying tribute to a legend. 
Now, most of the members on the roster have grown up watching this man. Very few, if any, members of the AEW roster have had an opportunity to interact, let alone work with Owen. And the fact that AEW is using footage of Owen Hart from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Everybody knows Owen Hart's history with WWE. Inside the ring, he's one of the very best. We all know what happened on the fateful night at Over the Edge. We don't even need to speak about that. But the fact that AEW obtained New Japan Pro Wrestling footage, there is another world of Owen Hart that needs to be introduced to people. Because Owen Hart was a great all-around performer. And guys, it wasn't just in WWE. And that unlocks a whole new sequence of events for Owen Hart. And I'm really glad that they are doing a great thing in making sure that they're taking the time to do this tournament right. And when it happens and when it goes down, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be appointment television for me. And I look forward to that. Before we get to break, let's go to Impact Wrestling. A new match was announced for Hard to Kill Saturday, January 8th in Dallas. Think about that. Within a calendar week between day one, which is January 1st, January 4th is NXT New Year's Evil, January 8th, Hard to Kill. So before the first official week of the new year has been completed, You'll have three major professional wrestling events to kick off the new year. Hard to Kill has added another match. So, let's go down the card real quickly. Hard to Kill, January 8th, features the first time Knockouts Ultimate X match with Chelsea Green, Jordan Grace, who is the Impact Digital Media Champion, Lady Frost, Rachel Ellering, Rosemary, and Tasha Steeles. Jonah, FKA Bronson Reed, takes on Josh Alexander. Deanna Perrazzo looks to regain the Impact Knockouts Championship from the current title holder, Mickey James. And Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey challenge Moose for his Impact World Championship in a triple threat match. With this match now added, too hard to kill. It's going to be a 10-man tag team hardcore war. As the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Dot Gallows, team with VBD... Violent by Design, Joe Deering, Eric Young, and Cody Diener against Eddie Edwards, Heath, Rhino, Rich Swan, and Willie Mack. That all leads to Hard to Kill January 8th. And with a 10-man hardcore war, it's a little bit of everything. Sometimes you got to throw everything out the window. And if you've ever seen hardcore wars in the past, you know anything and everything can happen. I look forward to checking out Hard to Kill January 8th. That's January 8th, 8 p.m. Eastern pay-per-view time in Dallas. And if you're going to be available in Dallas, in the Lone Star State, tickets start as low as $13. And if you can't make it to Dallas, you can check it out on Fight TV pay-per-view for $39.99. A few more Ring of Honor notes. Josh Woods defeated Dak Draper to retain the Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Championship. I love Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling matches. To me, they give you a little bit more focus. I watch matches twice, with and without commentary. It's an attention getter for me. And especially when it comes to pure wrestling matches 
especially when those rope breaks are being used and taken off the board to the point where you can't use it anymore. It almost becomes a sense of urgency, not just for the competitors, but also, if you're sensing it, the viewers at home. Very good pure wrestling championship match between Josh Woods and Dak Draper. Check it out on Ring of Honor television. And finally, before we hit commercial break, the world on GCW. I talked about it on version one. Takes place Sunday, January 23rd. The event is sold out at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. The first match for the world on GCW has been announced. Blake Christian, formerly known as Trey Baxter in NXT. Blake Christian challenges Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor World Championship and to call the matchup, the voice of Ring of Honor, Ian Riccoboni, will be in attendance for the world on GCW. This is huge, especially with a world championship match being put on a stage such as this for GCW in the Hammerstein in New York City. Professional wrestling is coming to the Hammerstein Ballroom with a lot more to come. And the fact that Ian Riccoboni, you add that little bit of special seasoning, special sauce, that Ian Riccoboni is going to be there. It's going to be one hell of a matchup. It's going to be a barn burner. You can use whatever cliche you want. But I look forward to checking out the Ring of Honor World Championship match on the world on GCW, Saturday, January 23rd. And also, kudos to Ring of Honor for allowing their champions, even though the company itself is on hiatus, there was a report saying that Jokov never used the words shutting down. Ring of Honor are allowing their champions to defend their championships at select wrestling events on the independent level. So if you're able in your area to check out a live event and the Ring of Honor World Championship or any kind of Ring of Honor Championship is going to be on the line, definitely be able to check that out because that does not happen every day in professional wrestling where a company allows their champion to defend their championship on another promotion's turf. That is definitely very special, and kudos to Ring of Honor and GCW. More to come on the world on GCW as we get more information. Speaking of more, right now we're going to take a brief time out here on version 4 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. When we come back, it's all about the ladies, the ladies. We're going to talk about The K.O.D. by the E.S.T. We're going to talk about Liv and Becky taking it up a notch. Mandy Rose finding new challengers. And a prodigy with her next title defense. All that and more coming up your way on version 4 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. Stay with us. Who is this man? Really? To the ladies that love him, he is affectionately known as Dude Love. The demented and deranged call him Mankind. And to the truly hardcore, he is Cactus Jack. But in truth, they are all the three faces of Foley. Now you can bring them all home with this limited edition series of t-shirts worn by Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and Mankind. Buy all three for one low price of $49.99 or purchase each separately for $25 plus shipping and handling. Simply call 815-734-1161 or send a check or money order to the address on your screen. Don't miss out on this unique opportunity to wear the three faces of Foley. Mick Foley. He can 
considers himself God's gift to wrestling, and millions of his faithful agree. With nearly four hours of footage and exclusive commentary and matches, this DVD chronicles Daniel's rise from Chicago's Windy City Wrestling to the Asylum in Nashville, and finally to the top of TNA. TNA Home Video presents Heaven Sent, Hell Bound, the best of Christopher Daniels. Available at most retailers and TNAWrestling.com. Welcome back to the wrestling podcast that has, without question, the best commercials and old school ads in the whole damn game. This is Heat, and my name is referee Tony S. Thank you so much for joining me, wherever you may be. On this holiday weekend, you can follow me on Twitter at referee Tony S. You can follow the show at The Heat Pod. And if you have a question and would like for me to answer it on the show, you can certainly send them in to theheatpod at gmail. Dot com. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more podcast platforms to come. One more little bit of information on the Owen Hart individual tournaments for AEW. The finals will take place at AEW's Double or Nothing with Dr. Martha Hart presenting the cup to the winners of the individual tournaments. The location and the date of Double or Nothing has not been announced yet, but... You can definitely bet that we will have more information for you here on Heat, the wrestling podcast. And you know what time it is. It's all about the ladies, the ladies, the headlines. Let's go. Bianca Belair kicking things off with an unbelievable feat of strength. The KOD to Piper Niven to finish off their match and possibly their individual feud what a finish. You could see the crowd standing. The crowd was standing when she was able to freely move with Piper Niven on her shoulders and able to take out and finish the match with that KOD. Unbelievable show of strength. I saw somebody posted shades of John Cena doing that to Rikishi back in 2003 or even the big show being f 5 by Brock Lesnar or even Kurt Angle doing an angle slam to the Big Show or Kane. But it's one of those moments that is a stamp on the career of Bianca Belair. That proves that she is the strong guest, the EST of Monday nights. What a show by both women. You have to give Piper Niven her credit too. And you can win in a loss as well. And I think she did that. Because she was able to bring the fight to Bianca Belair. And styles make fights. You need that juxtaposition. You need that difference in styles to put one hell of a match together. And I think that's what they did. We're about getting ready for the Raw Women's Championship match on day one. Between Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch. And on social media, Liv Morgan took it to the streets. Well, to the training center. The training facility, that is. Where she... And Becky Lynch had an altercation in Becky Lynch's training facility. So I like the way that this is going. The fact that there's a little bit of elements of quote-unquote realism and real feud between the two. I think it's showing parts of Liv Morgan to fans that she's 
able to do anything to win, that she's able to do anything to just get that upper hand to let Becky Lynch or any opponent know, don't underestimate me. Even with a bad arm, even with a bad hand, even with an injury, I can still come your way and take it to you. And I think that's what Liv Morgan showed. I'm looking forward to this match on day one particularly because I think that both of these women are going to be given a little bit extra time as they were on Monday nights. And I think Liv has an opportunity to show something special, maybe pull out a new maneuver that we've never seen before out of Liv Morgan, pull out something from her sleeve, that old bag of tricks. There's just something there that I think Liv Morgan could potentially show us something we've never seen before on day one. And here's the thing. Now that Liv Morgan has a cast on her arm, Let's say that Liv Morgan gets it cleared to be used in their day one rematch. Well, you can't say that it's a disqualification if Liv Morgan strikes Becky Lynch with her cast. So Liv Morgan could use that cast as an advantage going into their matchup on day one. Keep an eye on that. And back to the KOD on Piper Niven for just one minute. Very good match in storytelling as I stated earlier on. To NXT 2.0. Mandy Rose now has not one but two challengers for New Year's Evil. Mandy Rose will defend the NXT Women's Championship on January 4th in a triple threat match against Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. Cora Jade, who won Women's War Games for her team, and Raquel Gonzalez, who defeated Dakota Kai in a street fight on the last edition of NXT. Now, they do say in triple threat matches that the champion does have a distinct championship disadvantage going in because there's a greater position for the champion to lose their title than they would to retain it. But, could this be a way where Mandy Rose could retain the women's championship? Because remember, in most triple threat matches under the banner of WWE and possibly NXT, there are no disqualifications in triple threat matches, which means Toxic Attraction has full license and authority to come into ringside and aid Mandy Rose. And as of right now, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship is not defended on New Year's Evil. So even though it's one-on-one-on-one, and even though, according to the statisticians, it's one-on-two, meaning the two-thirds of a chance that the champion could lose their title. Remember, it's the numbers game. Allies. And keep your eyes out for toxic attraction, especially as we get to New Year's Evil. And if they're able to defend their, meaning toxic attraction, if they're able to defend their Women's Tag Team Championship on New Year's Evil. Because if they're not... The numbers game goes into Mandy Rose's favor, and that could swing the entire outcome of that matchup on January 4th. Let's go to SmackDown. Naomi one-ups Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler. So here's the question. So what if the match was short? I didn't mind it. Because just like Shayna Baszler caught Naomi off guard, Naomi did the same thing to Shayna Baszler. So here's a question. Will Sonya Deville turn up the heat 
on Shayna Baszler to get the job done? Does Sonya Deville, as a WWE official, have the authority to hire and or fire people? Because think about it. What is it for Sonya Deville to not get somebody else to do her dirty work? That could happen. And what if Shayna Baszler is put on the hot seat? And what if Shayna Baszler decides that she's not going to get involved in Sonya Deville's business with Naomi? Now, I'm not saying that that all of that has happened because it clearly hasn't. But you know in recent history that when heel authority figures want to stack the deck on a certain superstar or a certain employee, and they have their superstar of choice to get that task done, to get the job done, and that superstar doesn't do it, that authority figure will have all rights and means to turn on their supposed hand-picked superstar. So Naomi, again, one-upping Sonya Deville. But the question, is Sonya going to turn up the heat on Shayna Baszler. Natalia is on a separate wing possibly with Zia Lee. But the main thing is between Sonya, Shayna right now and Naomi. And with Naomi getting that one up, we get closer to day 1 and more specifically the Royal Rumble. How will everything shape up until then? We'll have to wait and see. But we won't have to wait long for Tony Storm to challenge Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Tony Storm now has two victories, two consecutive victories, whether disqualification and pinfall or not. The fact is, Tony Storm now has two consecutive victories over Charlotte Flair and now will challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. People have said a lot of things about Charlotte Flair, and they will continue to say them. I won't. I think that Charlotte Flair is a fantastic athlete, and whether a lot of people like it, and I know that they don't, she has her place at one of the top levels of the women's division in WWE, no matter which brand you're on. And now Tony Storm gets an opportunity to show what she can do against the SmackDown Women's Champion. And I think Tony Storm is going to do exceedingly well. Tony Storm is a former. NXT UK Women's Champion in her own right. And if you've seen her in NXT UK, she has that ability to bring it to the main roster and people and fans will be able to gravitate toward Tony Storm. It's going to be one hell of a matchup on the Christmas edition of SmackDown this week. Storm and Charlotte Flair looking forward to that one. The TBS Women's Championship continues in AEW with Nyla Rose and Ruby Soho in the semifinals. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to AEW going on TBS, which means the semifinals need to be completed and the finals need to be set. So who do you have? Do you have Ruby Soho or do you have Nyla Rose? I said it earlier in the Piper Niven-Bianca Belair segment. Styles make fights. Styles make fights. They don't need to be the same, look the same, act the same, talk the same to be great opponents in the ring. And that in it of itself is the beauty of the industry. 
it's like MMA in a way. MMA, you have one person who's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and one person who's Kempo Karate. You have one person who's Judo and another one who's an amateur wrestler. Styles make fights. In the UFC, look at Matt Serra and George St. Pierre. Look at Rich Franklin and Chuck Liddell. Look at Randy Couture, Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner. Look at all of the great UFC fights, even the last one with Amanda Nunes and Juliana Pena. Look at all of these great fights that have happened. And one thing you need to make sure, it's diversity. It's stylistic, fighting, athletic diversity. And sometimes in professional wrestling, you need to just adapt a little bit to somebody's level for it to open up something in you to bring another level out of you. And that's what this is all about. This is what wrestling is all about. That's what makes me happy. I'm also looking forward to next week on Ring of Honor Television as Roxy is challenged by Holiday for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. If you saw Final Battle, then you know what Roxy can do. And one of the things that I particularly enjoyed about Roxy matches is that she does not get all of the overwhelming offense all of the time. And I like that. A lot of people predict that champions should be able to get at least 55-60% to of the offense. And sometimes that's just not true. As a champion... You want to be able to fight from within to almost bring that underdog status about you into the forefront. Because remember, as far as I know, Roxy and Holiday have not faced each other one-on-one, at least on Ring of Honor, or maybe anywhere. So the fact that you're bringing these two women together for a match of this significance with the Women's World Championship on the line for Ring of Honor, it's going to be one hell of a women's wrestling match. And I said it before, women's wrestling now has the potential to be better, and in some cases it is, better than it's ever been before. The era of puppies is dead. It's all about character, charisma, showwomanship, athleticism, and all of those qualities, those intangibles that make a male superstar can be made to make female superstars, plural. Support all of the talents in independent wrestling, but more specifically Ring of Honor as they go through this hiatus and restart. Roxy challenges. Roxy is challenged by Holiday on Ring of Honor television for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. I'll keep saying it, and I may say it on every version. Styles make fights. It's an old cliche, but it's true. Take a look at WrestleMania 30. At that time, Daniel Bryan had to face Triple H and then face Randy Orton and Batista. Different styles for every person. Styles make fights. That's where you get greatness from. That's where you get the best of the best of the best from. Please support everybody in Ring of Honor, all the staff, talents, personnel, crew that made Ring of Honor such a great place during this hiatus. And I've said it till I'm blue in the face and maybe red in the face. 
Styles make fights. Speaking of Styles make fights and supporting Ring of Honor, Jonathan Gresham is spearheading a brand new professional wrestling promotion called Terminus with their first live event on January 16th in Atlanta at 6 p.m. You can get your tickets if you're in the Atlanta area at TerminusTickets.com. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-U-S Tickets.com. If you have a question and would like for me to answer it on the show, you may certainly send them in. You can send them to theheatpod at gmail.com. My next officiating live event has been recently announced, and that will be Saturday, January 22nd for Atlantic Pro Wrestling at the Elks Lodge in Newburyport, Massachusetts. And of course, Lucky Pro Wrestling coming back to the Central Mass, the Hudson, Massachusetts area in the first quarter of 2022 with Wrestleversary, that will take place on March 5th at the Elks Lodge in Hudson, Massachusetts. So, live event for Atlantic Pro Wrestling, Saturday, January 22nd, Lucky Pro Wrestling, March 5th. Both take place on Saturday nights, and for ticket information and to purchase your tickets, please log on to AtlanticProWrestling.com and LuckyProWrestling.com, respectively. And if you'd like to book me for a live event, you can certainly reach out to me at referee_tony_s at gmail.com. Serious inquiries only, please. Upcoming virtual signings for KNS WrestleFest. The one and only, formerly known as Scotty Too Hotty, Scott Garland will be invading the KNS WrestleFest virtual signing. He will be making his appearance on January 14th of 2022. For more information, on upcoming virtual signings, you can search on Facebook for the KS WrestleFest page and kswrestlefest.weebly.com. Team Art Promotions also wants to thank everybody that participated in the recent ECW virtual signings. It was a great success, and the owner of Team Art Promotions, Martin T. Mart Diamato, want to thank everybody for coming out this year and supporting Team Art Promotions. Team Art Promotions will present the gathering that is coming up in August of 2022. I will have more information on that as the weeks and months go by as we get closer to the Gathering 3 in Charlotte. So that's KS WrestleFest with the one and only Scott Garland on January 14th. Check out KS WrestleFest for more information. Before we take this version into the history books, I'd like to wish everybody a safe, happy, and healthy Christmas holiday weekend. Of course, this holiday season, and really many holiday seasons, it's a tough time and a rough time for people. It can affect a lot of people in a lot of different ways, and sometimes negatively. So, in lieu of gifts, if you know somebody who's having a tough time, give them love and give them affection this holiday season. The biggest battles that people are fighting are the ones you don't know about. And if you know that somebody's having a tough time, give them all the love in the world. That is better than any present that you could wrap anything that you could possibly give. Give them love. Shower them with love this holiday season and really every day. If you have a friend and if you have somebody that you care about, tell them that you love them. Tell them that you're there for them every day, but especially this holiday season. And ladies and gentlemen, this one is in the history books. Thank you so much for joining me on version four of Heat, the wrestling podcast. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter at Referee Tony S. You can follow the show at The Heat Pod. And if you have a question and would like for me to answer it on the show, 
you can certainly do so at theheatpod at gmail.com. It is on Google, Spotify, and Anchor Podcasts with more podcast platforms to come. If you have the ability, please leave a four or five star review. Have a great, safe, and blessed weekend, everybody. And I'll see you next week right here for version five of Heat, the wrestling podcast. So long, everybody.